And now to resume a dramatic reading. <clears throat> Baby, I compare you to a kiss from a rose on the gray. Ooh, the more I get of you, the stranger it feels. Yeah! Welcome to the Battle Science Podcast, a Pokemon Go PvP podcast where we sometimes intro our episodes with classic songs by the artist Seal. I am one of your hosts, Steven, aka A Boy in the Woods, joined as always by Rocket Admin J, aka Jesse. Oh, hi, Mark. I put that in the wrong order. Uh, it is October. October. Fifth. October 5th. 2021. Welcome to another episode of the Battle Science Podcast. Um, we got some news. We got some meta. We're going to hit all of the stuff. We're going to do si do and we're going to uh, square dance. Not sure where that's coming from, but it is. Um, we are brought to you by our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash battle science you can go over to patreon.com slash battle science and become a patreon member for a dollar or more and get access to our wonderful battle science well i say wonderful i think it's wonderful battle science after dark podcast a patreon exclusive uh podcast where we swear and talk about whatever we want to that is not related to pokemon go and pokemon go pvp <clears throat> if you want to go give that a listen a dollar or more will get you access and those podcasts are up uh, so if you wanted to back up back us for one month you can listen to all of the existing battle science after dark podcasts um, or if you wanted to continue back us uh, continue to back us at a dollar or more uh, we would greatly appreciate it those of you that have backed us at a five dollar tier are patreon producers so i want to shout out our podcast producers over at patreon.com slash battle science <clears throat> dolphin 93 evo stevo winston the champ and jmar are our four podcast producers for the month of october uh, you can also become a patreon producer almost dropped my phone there um by going over to patreon.com slash battle science and backing us at the five dollar tier or higher pedro pedro i'm talking to you I don't even know if we have a listener named Pedro. If we do, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Pat yourself on the back. You deserve it. And give us a follow on and support us on the Patreon to have more awesome content. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, a little more housekeeping before we get into it. If you are new to Pokemon Go PvP, we have a couple of preseason primer episodes that will help get you prepped for the first meta of season four yep. of the Silph Arena. They are Battle Science Podcast's 
for August 27th and September 6th. Um, that is part one and part two um, of this year, 2021. You can go to our podcast feed and go give those a listen before you start listening to this one so you get a better understanding of Pokemon Go PvP and the Sylph Arena. Also available <coughs> on our YouTube page if you want to check that out. Uh, we currently still do not have the Vanity URL. We need a few more followers. So if you head on over to the YouTubes and type in Battle Science Podcast, you'll find our channel. If you give us a subscribe, it helps work towards that Vanity URL so we can just be like, hey, instead of going into YouTube and searching for us, just go to this web address, youtube.com slash battlescience. Mm -hmm. It would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can also, you don't have to hit the bell. You don't have to be reminded when we upload things, but it is something we are working towards the end of the year as a goal is to get the vanity URL so we can make everything run a little bit smoother. Let's, let's, let's do some more smooth running. Giddy up now. This is the news roundup. We are going to hop into the news roundup, starting with the October news uh, event roundup, as listed by Niantic at PokemonGoLive.com. Grab those pumpkins. Uh, coming in October, Pokemon Go Halloween 2021 and more. Directly from PokemonGoLive.com, in this post posted on September 24th, 2021, trainers get ready for the spookiest month of the year. There is much to look forward to this October, including Pokemon Go Halloween, Pokemon in costumes, and a tie-in event with Pokemon the Movie Secrets of the Jungle, which is currently going on right now. The Season of Mischief special research story is still ongoing, so there will be more to learn about Hoopa this month, too. Let's see. October research breakthrough encounters from Friday, October 1st to Monday, November 1st. You'll encounter Yamask in research breakthrough encounters. Weekly one Pokecoin bundles every Monday in October. One-time purchase bundle containing a remote raid pass and other items will be available in the shop for one Pokecoin. Featured Pokemon in raids. The following Pokemon will be appearing in five-star raids throughout October. The mythical Pokemon Genesect holding a Douse Drive will be appearing in five-star raids from Friday, October 1st. Is that currently going on? Which one? Genesect? Yes. I have not seen them. Yeah, I mean, how hard have you been looking? Not very? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so that is from October 1st to Tuesday, October 12th. This will be this particular Genesex Pokemon Go debut. It will not be appearing as a shiny Pokemon at this time. Which I think has killed it a lot for our local group. Yes, also the fact that the Douse Drive variant is not good. In any sense no. doesn't it it gives it a bug water type yeah um and which i mean is good because as a bug steel its biggest weakness is fire <laughs> which that helps but it's like an equivalent to a hyper beam if i remember correctly yeah and in this particular instance i don't think it's moveset changes and its movesets rather it's, limited yeah it's better durant <laughs> that doesn't have stone edge <laughs> yeah Let's see. Altered Form Giratina will be appearing in five-star raids from Tuesday, October 12th to That's Friday. Legs Giratina, for those that don't know the difference. Legs Giratina, which is the... 
suboptimal Giratina? Correct. Because the defense and HP, defense and stamina have been swapped? Yep. Uh, let's see. Legs Giratina will be appearing in five-star raids from Tuesday, October 12th to Friday, October 22nd. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny one. Dark Ray that knows the attack Sludge Bomb will be appearing in five-star raids from Friday, October 22nd to Friday, November 5th. This is the first time that Darkrai will be appearing in Pokemon Go with this attack. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny one. So, quite a bit of complaints about that one because it's still not getting its signature move, Dark Void. Mm -hmm. Which, it's an interesting mechanic if you think about it for what it does in the main series versus what it would do in Pogo. Mm -hmm. Um, In the main series, it's a damaging hypnosis, essentially. Mm. And we don't have sleep in Pogo. Yes. So that's interesting it might just debuff i would think it'd be like a feather dance type move where it's a damaging with a double tier debuff but mm-hmm. who knows also news update i am down to 10 caterpie candy wow you've been evolving <laughs> um the sludge bomb inclusion on dark Rai, i believe didn't turn any heads it was not it's incredibly yeah, helpful no it's it just helps with its coverage weakness for fairies mm-hmm which even then, Darkrai is not bulky, so it doesn't really want... I mean, it's the ideal situation where fairies mostly use charm, which take them a while to get to, mm-hmm. but Darkrai can't really stand up to charms. Yeah. So you have to hope you can get to the Sludge Bomb 1, and then 2, that they don't have a shield. Mm-hmm. Which Darkrai doesn't really have a bait move, so that's really hard to... <laughs> it's not ideal. Yeah. Uh, in addition, the following Mega Evolve Pokemon will be appearing in Mega Raids. Mega Gengar will be appearing in Mega Raids from Friday, October 1st to Friday, October 22nd. Mega Absol will be appearing in Mega Raids from Friday, October 22nd to Friday, November 5th. Every Wednesday in October, a Raid Hour event will occur from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time. The following Pokemon will be featured. Wednesday, October 6th, Genesect holding a Dow's Drive. Wednesday, October 13th. Altered Form Giratina, Wednesday, October 20th, Altered Form Giratina, Wednesday, October 27th, Dark Ray that knows the attack sludge bomb. So this is the first time we are seeing Mega Absol mm. in the game, but unfortunately Mega Absol is just as useful as regular Absol. Which is to say, not very. Yeah. It it really doesn't gain anything. We do have Mega Houndoom for Dark Types, mm-hmm. so... The benefit is, is, or the disadvantage, I think, is I believe Mega Absol is just a dark type, but something in the back of my head says it's dark fairy, so I'm going to look it up really quick. Okay. But even if it is just dark, Houndoom's still going to be better because you get the fire bonus too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change its moveset, and its moveset's not super fantastic either, yeah. so... Pokemon Spotlight Hours for the month of October. Pokemon Spotlight Hour will take place every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time. And each Spotlight Hour, each will spotlight a different Pokemon with and a special bonus. Um, these are all the same, basically, dates in times as okay. they always have. What? So Mega Absol is a Dark Fairy. Oh, that's interesting. So that will be our first Mega Fairy. And that type combo is... One of a one of a kind, I think. Mm, no, we have uh, what's the impedimp? Impedimp, yeah. Imp, um, 
I wanted to say like gargle imp <laughs> or something, and that's not right at all. Um, uh, I want to say like gargamel or something. Grimmsnarl. There it is. Grimmsnarl. Um, does it not become a dark fairy earlier on? No. No, it's a dark fairy with impidimp. It starts as a dark fairy. Right, no, yeah. I thought you meant Absol. Okay. Yeah, Absol becomes a dark fairy with its evolution. Which again is a very interesting type um type combo. It's then neutral to fighting, which is still incredibly popular and incredibly strong, so that yeah. doesn't help it. Um it's not like it can be used within PvP currently anyway. Yeah. So I mean we'll see with the rule set that play Pokemon comes out with and considers but there's definitely other other bridges that have to be crossed before yeah. we talk about megas being involved in PVP so yeah. we'll have to wait and see okay uh Tuesday October 5th for spotlight hour is Drivloon which we are currently experiencing balloon uh and you'll earn twice the XP for evolving pokemon Tuesday October 12th Ghastly will be in the spotlight, and you'll earn twice the Stardust for catching Pokemon. Um, this has already had a community day. It's not bringing back any community moves. Um, I, if you want the shiny and you don't have one already, then grab it. Um, if you don't have PvP-relevant ones for Haunter and Ghastly for multiple tiers, I would recommend going ham on these. Also, uh, twice the Stardust for catching Pokemon. Um I think that's really the big draw. Is it's out. It's just about the Stardust at that point. Yeah. Um, one thing to point out about the Ghastly Hunter Gengar line is it's around enough that if you are on that level up requirement for maxing three Pokemon out, mm. it is something that even throughout the rest of the year you still see pretty commonly during the evening hours. Mm -hmm. So if that's something that you want to start saving up XL candy for, and I'm sure it'll be back again because it's one of the more popular ghost type Pokemon mm -hmm. and they love pushing Gengar on us. Yeah. You'll be, it'll be like Machop. You'll be able to get enough to get the level 50. Plus and it it's has not a, a bad level 50. Plus it has a mega. True. That's so, the thing that boosts it. Yeah. Yeah. So getting it to level 50 and then having the mega is definitely worth it. Yeah. I think I have two hundos. Yeah. One hundo. You, you, it's been out enough that you've been able to get that. Yeah. Let me see. Two Aerons, two Superiors. Um, I think I have, let's see, I have just one. Nope, I have two. I do have two. But what's after uh, Ghastly? Uh, Gothita will be in the spotlight on October 19th and earn twice the XP for catching Pokemon. Um, that's a Meltan box day. It's a Meltan box day, unless you want to prep Gothita for its eventual community day, because it's a three tier. Yeah, that has, doesn't have its shiny released. It's a prime candidate for a community day in the future. Um, so catch those. Um, it's catch something. <laughs> stat wise, I think it's okay. It's it not it's exceptional. Not a great move pool either. Um, but a community day can help change that around. So we'll see. And then Tuesday, October 26th, Murkrow will be in the spotlight hour and you'll earn twice the XP for evolving Pokemon. Uh, Again? Huh? 
again? Yes. And the thought is because the Halloween event will probably have double catch candy. Double catch candy, so you'll be stacking. So um Murkrow is an interesting in the dark not ex- the exclusive dark flying Pokemon. It's interesting but also very weak. It's cheeks. It is pretty cheeks. It, it can be very spicy if you go to use it. So <laughs> run it as a run Honchcrow as a closer if you really want to feel spicy. Yeah. Um but you know, you could catch them find a couple of PVP IV ones and sit on them. So not physically, I mean like wait for a use case in the future. Like yeah. I do. I have probably way too many. I need to clear out of my box. October community day. We've already talked about it in goodness, like two episodes ago. Um, Duskull, the Requiem Pokemon. Duskull will be appearing more frequently in the wild on Saturday, October 9th. Dusclops, its third form, will get... Dusknoir. Yep, sorry. Evolved Dusclops. I'm reading it wrong. Dusknoir will know the charge attack Shadow Ball. Um, Also, it is Cheeks, so... Yeah. But it is... What is it? Triple... Triple Stardust per catch. Triple Stardust, so... That's solid. I think Uh, that's the only redeeming quality. Yeah, that's the only (laughs) reason people are actually going to go out and play, unfortunately. I just hope it's not raining. Yeah, it's the October 9th. That's next weekend. I was going to look a little bit later in the week. No, that's this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I probably won't. I won't have it off. Up. Coming events. So the current event that is actually going on, the movie tie-in event from Friday, October 1st to Sunday, October 10th, the latest Pokemon film, Pokemon the Movie Secrets of the Jungle, releasing globally on October 8th on Netflix. Soon. In celebration, the mythical Pokemon Zarud will be making its Pokemon Go debut. You'll be be able to encounter it by completing a free special research story. Just be sure to log in during the event to claim the research. You can also look forward to lots of other in-game content inspired by the movie, including the return of Team Rocket members Jesse and James in Pokemon Go. So, fun fact, that's been a hot topic on Twitter about how there's no boosted rates for them, and they haven't taken over the rockets. They're just, it's almost as bad as finding a shiny. Oh, for a Jesse and James encounter? Yeah. I think I've seen two. In the last they few seem days. to be getting better, but it's like when it first came out, people were losing their mind. Because, well, Seems like an interesting thing to lose your mind over. But well, I mean, when you put Rufflet behind a beat five rockets, and you can't you you can't cheese it because that's two encounters in one. Oh, uh, Rufflet's in like three other pieces of research. Right, but finding them is a task in its own. I found three while I was walking around town today. Thanks for letting me know, pal. I'm sorry. Uh, where specifically, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, but the, none of them were rockets. I found uh, like the catch. Catch 10 different species. Yeah, 10 different species. So. Even that's pretty easy. I just clear my research stack. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I think the, I mean, the coolest thing I'm seeing around is. I like the Drillbur. Um, the Roggenrola. But it's not PvP relevant. Um, Larvitar is a cool find. Um, and then, uncommon. And then meta-wise between Dr- Dwebble and Cottony, 
are I think the two that you really should be looking out for. Yeah. So go find those. Go catch those. And you, I think, is one of those people that hasn't finished the Oddish line, or did you ever finish that? I did finish the Oddish okay. line. Yeah. I had to for the Kanto event. Yeah. Yeah. I had to. Uh, let's see. Niantic's birthday, which is tomorrow as of recording. Uh, in celebration of a Niantic's birthday on Wednesday, October 6th, log into Pokemon Go and obtain a free box between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. local time on that day. Did you send me the list of items? I posted in the Discord. <laughs> Excuse me, goodness General gracious. General chat. General. Swoop. It is a free box with one regular fast TM, one regular charge TM, 50 Pokeballs, and one lucky egg. That's... That's all right. It's free. Also only available from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. So make sure you claim it. Is that local time? I... I would assume so. Yep. 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. It's free. It's it's free real estate. Pokemon Go Halloween returns from Friday, October 15th to Sunday, October 31st. Costume Pokemon will be returning... or. We'll return for our annual spooky event. Look forward to costume Pokemon appearing in the wild and a new Halloween-themed special research story. More details to come soon. Trademark. I imagine here later this week. <laughs> tomorrow. If we're yeah, if we're really <laughs> unlucky tomorrow. Gonna catch this Drifloon here. That is our major October event stuffs. That we know so far. That we know so far. Um, kind of. I don't want to say more casual. Why I totally overshot that Drifloon somehow. Just totally airballed it. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say it's an underwhelming October, but unless the Halloween event wows my pants off, this event's actually not too bad. The Welcome to the Jungle event, not too bad. Oh, we should have opened with that. Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> There's so many options, dude. So many <laughs> options. Um. What is it? In the air tonight. Uh huh. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, one thing I am kind of disappointed about is most of the Pokemon that are either in raids or even Yamask, that now that Kafa Grigus is relevant, mm-hmm. is behind your weekly reward encounter. Mm. Yeah, I imagine Yamask is going to come back I hope so. with the Halloween event in Wild Spawns. Um, but what if it doesn't? Cheeks. Yeah. I get. I I'll be sad. I guess for like five minutes, and then I'll move on. I don't know. Would uh, mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate that they're taking things that most people are actively looking for now to be relevant, and they're stuck behind something that's either not done within an easily hour, or limited limited availability yeah you would think with this fall event we'd see more vulpix i'm really surprised we haven't seen vulpix you mean the fire hazard pokemon the fire it's hazard? fall if it's fall I'm it'll sh- be lighting stuff up i mean yeah why is vulpix so premium i don't know like well because it's in a it's a regional thing right it's in the southern we're in hemisphere. the other region now the season's changed uh that's True. Previous season was it? Previous season when or was we it this were in season? spring, they were in fall and they got Vulpix. 
Um, they changed up the spawns to the biomes now, and even now we don't get Vulpix. Let me double check here. You're probably right, but I want to see where they put it. Would have been early uh, September. Let's see. Season of Mischief. Where do they put Vulpix? Nothing. Went searching for Vulpix in the Season of Mischief. Um, I can't remember when they did the the last one. I think it would have been the beginning of the, the spring season. Nothing there either. I wouldn't worry too much about it. A lot that. of Vulpix. Jim is him way... If I may ask what region you're in, are you in a northern or southern SoCal? Uh... Maybe it's just a biome then. Yeah, it might just be a biome thing where we're seeing primarily... Bugs and birds. Bugs and birds. <laughs> a whole lot of bugs and birds. The bees. <laughs> bees. No, oh, no, not the bees. Not the bees. Oh, not the bees. So it sounds like we need to take a road trip. I guess. Hey, man. New car might be coming tomorrow. We'll see. Did I tell you about that? No. Car? I might be buying a car. I might be a buying manual? a manual. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to learn manual. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to learn stick. Unless it's paddle. I actually have not looked it up. <laughs> um, Two hours north of LA. Okay. That's yeah, because we, I have not seen any Vulpix. Same. But I can tell you I've caught more Hoot Hoot than I prefer to. Well, I think Hoot Hoot is part of this event, so... Right. Also, it's a good one to get for competitive. Noctowl's That is true. Solid. That is very true. You are correct. Uh, uh, news portion number two. Announcing the Pokemon Go Championship Series. <laughs> Jamar, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna learn it from my mom, so uh, but I appreciate. Unless there's a <laughs> euphemism in there that I'm not picking up on. Um to each their own. You know, face. <laughs> take take it as you will. Um, this is the thing I haven't read. I thought it was just a tweet. I didn't realize there was a whole blog post. So um, if I spiral into a deep depression because of this article, <laughs> we're not going to know until I read it. <clears throat> oh, boy. Posted October 5th, 2021 on PokemonGoLive.com, announcing the Pokemon Go Championship Series. This is the Pokemon World Championships brought to you by play pokemon this is the partnership i have been looking forward to since pvp was released basically in our season nine blog post we mentioned that your ranking at the end of the season would be more important than it's ever been before oh this is what they're talking about oh all right i'm uh deflating slightly we're now excited to announce why that is the first pokemon go championship series is coming to 2020 coming in 2022 Trainers around the globe will have the opportunity to battle against the best and earn an invitation to the 2022 Pokemon World Championships. Which I think are being held in London, if I remember correctly. Potentially. I don't know if they have a location listed here. Uh, 
During the first year of Pokemon Go champ, uh, first year of the Pokemon Go Championship Series, Pokemon Go will be featured at select events, including regional, international championships. Top Pokemon Go players at these events will earn an invitation to the 2022 Pokemon World Championships. These Pokemon Go events will have senior and master age divisions. Only senior and master age divisions. Don't mention the younger. I'll pull the rest of the article. I mean, just keep reading. Uh, you'll be able to register for these play exclamation point Pokemon events during a two phase window. Trainers who achieve legend rank in the current Pokemon Go Battle League season will be able to register during a short early registration window, which will take place during the first few months of 2022. Once this window closes, trainers at any rank can then register for any remaining spots. Trainers will have until Monday, November 29th, 2021 to complete to compete in the current Go Battle League season. The next Go Battle League season will grant entry to a second batch of live events. To register for these events, competitors will need to link their Pokemon Go account to their Pokemon Trainer Club account, have a Play Pokemon Player ID, and opt into the Play Terms of Use. More information about the event schedules, tournament format, prizes, account linking, and more will be announced soon on the Play Pokemon website. Pokemon Go last took the Pokemon World Championships main stage during an epic exhibition match in 2019. That was, in fact, pretty amazing. Um, also very telling of the game's state, even today, because of the <laughs> disconnects. GPS error, GPS error, GPS, GPS error, error, and disconnects. Um, goodness gracious. Uh, it, uh, let's see. Since then, the, the Go Battle League launched, bringing Pokemon Go's take on Pokemon Battles to the global stage, and it's now been running for nine seasons and counting. Well, not some of those seasons were like a month long, so take that number with a grain of salt. Um, with the return of Pokemon Go trainer battles to the main stage next year, we're excited to give Go Battle League com competitors a chance to show the world what they're made of at the Pokemon World Championships. And of course, their boilerplate, please be aware of your surroundings and follow guidelines from local hall authorities while playing Pokemon Go upcoming events. Subject to change, please be sure to follow us on social media, opt in to receive post notifications, and subscribe to our emails to stay updated for latest on in-game events and featured updates. Be sure to check out this help, our, help center article. Um. Okay. Uh, I have not read this before. I just saw that there was going to be partnership in the next event. Um, or with play Pokemon between Pokemon Go. Um, I don't know. I this makes sense, I guess. Um, format wise, that play Pokemon would need GBL participation to to make it into different tournaments. Yeah, big sigh from HR. Yes, I think, I, and uh, Jmar, you're bringing up a good point here in chat, um, and I'll get to the state of the game here in a moment because we've got a I've got a tweet on deck here from uh, Ghost Stadium that we'll we'll bring up, um, but I think having Pokemon Go be brought up on the world stage is at least again in a more co official capacity is um, very exciting. Um, it's going to be a matter of. Um, I'm I'm very curious because I I Go Battle League is I would say a reasonable reasonable to a degree example of a player's skill. 
um, mixed along with luck between lag and hitting favorable team matchups. Um, I mean, it's just a good it. It's telling in both ways that now the Pokemon company is acknowledging Pokemon Go's competitive side mm-hmm. and play. Yeah, play Pokemon. It's been around enough, and I think the Go Battle League has just been sustainable enough that it's worth putting on these events. And then the the question then becomes, I think transitioning over to the second part of like, does the game, can the state of the game continue? Will it allow for reasonable competitions um, like within these tournaments? And I mean, like, like how, how many bugs will be encountered during these tournaments that, the TCG, well, TCG can encounter bugs because bugs, if they play in person. Um, yeah. But between Pokken and the main series games, like... Pokken is peer-to-peer, though. There's no... There's no lags, but it's also it's, not a buggy game. No. Um, and neither is the main series game, to my knowledge. So... Because yeah. um, it's turn-based, and you don't have to... There's no, you know, these splits. With Pogo, it's all real time mm-hmm. and that's the unfortunate thing whereas the main series games are turn-based they you, i think each player per attack has up to two minutes to make a decision mm-hmm. i mean you can have semi-poor net code for the main series games yeah. and get away with it yeah um as long as the you know turn the one thing um, i will say before you get into the tweet here mm-hmm. is this is all assuming that nothing changes between now and then that's true this is they're talking about 22 Pokemon World Champions or Championship. I'm going to click this link and I'm going to see where, what their timeline is. Uh, World Championships typically occurring in August of each year, which is well into the year. Um, championship Series? Uh, let's see. Event locator. I want to know when it starts. Event locator, maybe? This is probably going to tell me current season. Find an event. Video game. 25 miles. Seattle, I'm assuming. Can I drop a pin? Uh... As I'm looking for stuff. No events found. In-person events have resumed in certain regions. I guess not here. So maybe that's not helpful at all. Um, I don't know. I I, I think the true test is... <laughs> um, the true test is... The first couple tournaments... Um, yeah. And then the first sort of season of the play Pokemon and the World Championships with having Pokemon Go be a part of it. So yeah. I think that's going to be telling of its future. What, yeah, ultimately shows if it's going to work or not. Um, but to bring up this tweet from none other than Go Stadium at Go Stadium PVP. Can't wait for the big Pokemon drama YouTubers to pick up on the spoofing, defitting, socks, 
conversation now that we're on the world stage. Uh, we can be right there with the gend Pokemon debate uh, slash S, which is actually sarcasm. So realistically, we should be taking this with some sense of humor here. Um, but honestly, the hashtag battlers community has grown and we're at the point where people from the outside will come in to tear us down, point out our problems, etc. There are issues with the games and conversations to be had, but stay positive, keep grinding, and let's take on worlds. Um, it's all true. <laughs> yeah. I'm very curious to see how much of a one-to-one comparison the Self Arena World Championships and the Play Pokemon World Championships will be. Mm. Um, how much of uh, people like Speedius Chief and... Um, oh, goodness. Um... I'm forgetting the current world champion. King? No. For Sylph. Oh, Dunebug. Dunebug. Um, you know, how much we'll see of Speediest Chief and Dunebug and... Um, oh, you meant for Sylph. Yeah, for Sylph. I mean, like the Sylph champions. King is undisputed Pokemon. <laughs> well, he won... Play Pokemon. <laughs> he he hasn't had the, a chance to play anybody else. He won the exhibition tournament. Yeah. Um, I, I would be curious to see, because he's taken more of a coaching role if he does compete within the play pokemon format um i'm not sure he will yeah we'll see um i mean i feel like there's a good portion of the community that want to be on that stage mm -hmm. but are also afraid that the conditions that we have right now would cause them to lose and it's frustrating to think you try so hard and then lose to something that you have no control over. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have time for, you know, fingers crossed Niantic to... Um, improve the game. Yeah, to, to improve Especially the net code. Especially if Pokemon company is reaching out to them and saying, we want to put you on the world stage. There is a pressure there to make sure your game works. This, this communication has been happening. Like, this isn't a spur of the moment. Oh, hey, play Pokemon. We're going to bring... Play Pokemon announces uh, Pokemon Go is being brought over. Niantic has been known has known about this for at least six months, if not a year plus. Yeah. They've known about this since probably the beginning of PvP. Yeah, that this is some this is one of their goals to hit. I think now, what it was mostly is the Pokemon company wanted to see how serious they were about it. Yeah, I think that's that's the the sort of showcase of how much mm -hmm. does this bring in, how much of the game does this make up. And how much interest is there as a general whole? Yeah, give it a couple of seasons and see what the um, developers do with it. See what the the player base is like. Yeah. Um, give me one second. Um, Sulf Arena is apparently live. Yeah, they're hosting a. Uh, I think it's the finals of the factions. Oh, I see. Latin America Diamond Tears, Infinity Go White versus. Rigoroso Rigorosones? Rigorosonas? I think it's Rigorosonas. Yeah, we're probably going to um, lose some people, but that's the nice thing about this being recording. Oh, no, I don't worry about people leaving here for them. Um, it's also the Latin America finals, so, um, you know, uh, two different languages. Although those are, there are the uh, bilingual people. I don't know. Where am I going with this? Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I think I, I mean, does we're, this make you want to try harder in GBL? No, I don't plan to be competitive. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate actually. I have not played a single match of Little Jungle currently. Um, I'd like. <laughs> I'd like to, but I think it's from spicy. what I've heard, it's a lot of like an obscene amount of Chansey, and I don't really want to put myself through that. Yeah. So, um, I think us talking about the server issues and disconnects and all of that stuff is you know, part of the whole issue. I think the sarcastic tweet here from Ghost Stadium does bring up the the point of spoofing, defitting socks conversation is is a conversation that I think I mean you and I have had here on the show and outside of of it's not something we can really do a whole lot about. No. It's um, one of those big gray areas, the same with like multi accounting. Yeah, it's something that Niantic either has to figure out a solution for figure out a solution for the existing problem. Change the game's mechanics so that the player created solutions of defitting becomes irrelevant or it's just going to continue to be a thing, continue to be a thing. And there's not a whole lot we can. I mean, the two biggest things I could think of is when you go to do tournament play, Mm -hmm. two rules, one, no XLs, two, no traded Pokemon. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. Um, And also you would have to like register that information and everything. And that would be just a pain in the rear. They but, might. I mean, they might that's... find a way to. They might find a system to do it, similar to entering your information into Sylph, um, in for Sylph Arena tournaments. But yeah, um, we'll find out when it happens. Yeah. To to be honest, I think there there's a high likelihood that none of this will change ahead of then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there is a chance that you know throughout the process we'll see some some improvements. Some. Yeah, we can only tweets. hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to probably try and get better at GBL, uh-huh. but I'm not going to go and do full sets every day. I don't have the time for that. Are you? Have you gotten a legend rank before? No. Which one's legend rank? Is that the it's the highest? The highest. Okay. Yeah, that sounds gross. Um, and I mean, based on that knowledge, I can't imagine there's not going to be a lot of people out there who are now going to start trying as hard as they can. The try-hard mode has been turned on to maximum sweat. Yeah. So you're going to be seeing literally everything come out in full force, people running the cheesiest of teams. We might see grass holes and stuff come back. I mean, I'm not going to try hard in Ultra or Masters because I don't have the resources for that. Mm -hmm. But I think I'll try a little bit harder when we go back to Great League because that's where I have most of my stuff at. Mm Mm-hmm. How's it going, Battle Ram? Uh, all right. You want to move on to the next topic? Yes. Okay. With the start of October, we start a new Sylph Arena season, which also comes with some rules updates. So this was posted September 29th, 2021 on Sylph.gg. These are rule updates to the existing Sylph Arena rules. Um, we're going to pretty quickly 
not gloss over these, but we're going to hit the key bullet points here and move on rather than reading uh, verbatim this whole article. Um, the rematch rule change based on feedback intended to help curb disadvantages caused by late game rematches. The competitor that was not the one to request the rematch has the option to select if they would like to rematch to use either the same three Pokemon as the original game or the same lead Pokemon but allow the back two Pokemon to change. We hope this option will help late game lag situations be replayed fairly while preserving wise team selection decisions. Um, I think that's a big thing because there's... And I feel dirty because I've done it before and I've seen both sides of it. A game can detrimentally change if someone calls for a rematch mm -hmm. because maybe they shield one attack in one game and then they decide, oh, that determines the outcome. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not going to do it in the next one, even though there was lag that I can cash off of that. Mm -hmm. It's And this helps change that. Yeah. Um, I think it sort of helps with some of the... Because it, it felt somewhat ambiguous previously. Yeah. Um, that's a good word. So I appreciate that there's the options here. Um, especially for the, the person that did not request a rematch. Yeah. Um, although from experience, I imagine if one person encounters lag, the other person does usually. Yeah. But this so, will also make it so people aren't so gung-ho on saying, oh, I'd like a rematch. Yeah. This will kind of play into how bad of a win or a loss would it have been? Mm -hmm. And can you move on from this game? Mm -hmm. uh, remote friendly TM changes. You are now permitted to TM your Pokemon between concurrent tournaments, provided you return it to the moveset it was registered with at the outset of the tournament. Any competitor found to be running altered movesets will be issued game losses. But now you can feel free to run the same Pokemon with different moves in different tournaments at the same time. Uh, I think you could do that before. I think this is just a clarification of that. Uh, to my knowledge, this is a new, um, new rule. A new rule. Because uh, I was running some cups with. It was a pretty. I think it was a pretty big gray area. Yeah. Because okay. because remotes were still remotes were the only way to do it, and mm -hmm. not all tournaments were running. And a lot of tournaments, longer running tournaments were running in parallel, so yeah. um, this helps set better precedence as far as... The um, clarification, yeah. Correct. Uh, what time is it? 7.04? All right, we are dang near puck drop for the final preseason game of the Seattle Kraken versus the Vancouver Canucks. Um, I do have it on but my tablet is at 9% battery, so it might die partway through the game. We'll find <laughs> out. Um, uh, rank opt-in. Um, so anyone that voluntarily opted out of rank during the 2021 or 2020 to 2021 season have the opportunity to opt back into rank. Um, only be available during the month of October. Make sure to plan accordingly. No exceptions will be made outside the window closes for any reason um that's for people that opted out of rank and not were i think to my knowledge whitelisted yeah. as unable to be ranked because you were caught cheating yeah um tiebreakers the method in which tiebreakers are decided 
uh, have been adjusted. Tournament pages will now list results ranked by total points, followed by battles won, then by bushels, um, which is our recommended order for breaking ties. This won't change anything about ranked gains in tournaments, but for regional invites, community prizes, and bragging rights, this can make a difference. Um, Jim is him. I do have to agree the Kraken logo, both the S and the Anchor are fantastic logos. Um, very excited to see what our alternate jerseys are looking like, um, as well as our throwbacks. So, um, I'm excited. Also, I have tickets for the season opener, uh, season home opener here in Seattle. So, um, I'm pumped championship season okay um championship season since we will be monitoring the potential return to in-person tournaments we aren't able to give exact criteria for regionals qualify regionals qualifications as of yet but we can confirm several alternative championship paths this season that competitors can work towards regionals Global rank and community leaderboards will still play a factor in invites. There will be a minimum cup participation requirement of some kind. So fixing that, some of those people that just did one or two cups and was able to come into regionals last year. Mm -hmm. Continentals, regional championships, or regional champions, uh, additional invites TBD. Um, So additional invites TBD might be referring to the battle towers that they were hoping to uh, start last last two season years ago. two years ago um that the winner if winner and i think potentially the runner up as well mm-hmm. depending on how big the tournament was would get automatic invites automatic invites to continentals um because of the size of the tournaments and the amount of competition so yep. um i think canonically we're still the last ones that did a battle tower yes portland i believe was the last battle tower to take place um the continentals will also have the top number one national or the top rank national on the national leaderboard um the showdown winner and global rank very small numbers um will qualify and worlds will have the continental champions will advance to the double elimination finals continentals finishers two and three as well as continental global Rank one and two will participate in a round robin worlds group phase. Winners advance to the finals. Uh, Continentals and worlds will be held as remote tournaments, regardless of the status of other tournaments at the time they are played in the interest of fairness to competitors. Uh, A few words about step apps. Um, I have not read this before. This will be interesting. We have to quote the article here. We have heard a lot of complaints about players gaining XL candies by using methods to accumulate steps automatically like phone swings and defit. While we aren't thrilled about people taking advantage of an obvious loophole, it really isn't something we're able to police. We take our lead as to what is and not permitted from Niantic as they have not taken a stance. We aren't prepared to make any kind of declaration as to what is allowed in their game simply because it is not our game even in a vacuum a small percentage of cases are obvious but most would be pure speculation and a spur a great deal of witch hunting that would do far more harm than good so for now we will not be taking any action on defit or swings but are prepared to follow whatever lead niantic takes in the future on this topic 
Um, for those of you who don't know what DFIT and swings are, it is a way, usually externally, I imagine there's an app or two for it that will um, basically trick your device into thinking it is moving um, so that you get usually walking distance with your buddy to get XL candy at a rate in which is faster than your actual movement usually is. So nothing huge outstanding changes as far as the methods. I think the biggest thing is the rematch rule change and the tiebreakers potentially. I think there's been a lot of conversation about the Boochold's method. Yeah. Um as far as ranking within tournaments. Um I think that's it. Uh, oh, um, state of the game guide. The arena legislation team is hard at work completing a comprehensive state of the game guide, outlining exactly what is and is not grounds for a rematch, which will be available to all tournament organizers once published. We hope that by providing detailed guidelines, dispute decisions will be more consistent across the entire arena. Um, that's going to be really helpful to basically say, hey, here's the bugs that are currently going on. Um, and... Here's what to here's, look for as a TO. Yeah, here's how, what to look for as a TO in um, disputes Disputes with the recordings from players. Um, so you know if someone's trying to... I think it'd be cool if we had a it. global place we could upload videos instead of just Google Drive. Yeah, I think the one... Let's make a public YouTube account and name it PvP <laughs> Salt or something Please funny. no, please no. <laughs> Please no. That would be a nightmare. People would start uploading bad things, and I don't want to deal with that. I mean, if somebody else wants to put up with that, then go for it. Whoo! Dinger right off the post. We could have gone down one nothing. Um. Okay. For the meta analysis. I was gonna say it. I was gonna let the bumper say it. Welcome to the meta analysis. Thank you, bumper. Thank you, Krista Dude, for providing your voice for our bumpers. Ooh, someone got smacked in the face. October 2021, of course, it was announced the day after our previous podcast recording. So we get to bring this up. A week later. Two weeks later. Or yes. October 2021, the Lunar Cup is the inaugural Sylph Arena meta for the 2021-2022 season. The types that are allowed are Bug, Dark, Electric, Ghost, and Grass types. The things that are banned are Megas, Shadows, Scrafty, Pachirisu, Stunfisk, Alolan Marowak, Whimsicott, and Vullaby. It is 1500 CP max, Great League. Um... And I believe that is the core of it. Teams of six, of course. Um, yes, that is the stuffs. Um, so we've got a big old list of Pokemon that are eligible. Zarud is not eligible. It's caught at like what, eighteen, roughly eighteen hundred CP. So it's outside. I, don't know, of I the, haven't got mine yet. It's outside of the realm. I believe it's um, Ultra League. Whoo, that's a hit. Um, I believe it's outside of the realm of Great acquisition League. for Great League. 
Um, Yvel Tull's on this list. That's funny. <laughs> Make me laugh. All righty. How do we get into this? How do we can this worms? No. How do we skin this cat? Um, that's Jeez. dark. I'm sorry. I mean, it is a turn of phrase. So, welcome to season four. Yes. Um, in a meta that should be very approachable, but feels kind of maybe. How spicy? How spicy? Go spicy. You can you can you can kind of get spicy in this. If I say go lurk, <laughs> does it turn up the spice? Does it get a little little hot a little hot in here? A little spicy? So obviously the big thing here is darks, dark types. Fairy is banned outside of something crazy like Kanto Raichu or Whimsicott Light with Luligant. There are no fighting allowed. Yes. And if there were, your fighting options are very limited to things that have counter that aren't fighting, such as Escavalier or Obstagoon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or uh, things that share a type where Heracross is a bug fighter. Yes. And Breloom, which uh, is grass. As Proto-Man learned his cheeks. Is, uh, is grass fighting, and uh, don't use it. It, it looks good. It's not good. It's not Though good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't use it. I felt bad. He used it, and I was like, "See, this is why Stephen had told you not to use it." <laughs> Speaking of which, we did a for fun unranked practice tournament this last weekend yes, on we Sunday, two days ago, mm-hmm. to give people kind of a taste of what this meta was going to shape out to be. We had seven participants, I think is what they totaled out. Sounds right. Seven or nine. Because uh, we had a, <laughs> you had a buy round. Seven. Seven, seven. players. Okay. Yep. Yep. I had the buy round the first, uh, the first round, um, which feels incredibly telling as to the rest of the season. <laughs> it just bodes just really well. Just, it gives me <laughs> the most positive vibes for the rest of the season. Um, do you want to jump over to cup stats on screen? Uh, talk about that. Yes. Um, breaking this meta down into its core, your dark types sort of stick up to the top. Um, your grass and bug are where I think the most amount of play is at. Um, ghost types play a really weird role, um, and electric types kind of feel spicy. So, um. Because while they realistically should be beating Mandibuzz consistently, they don't. Because Mandibuzz is bulk. Yeah, Mandibuzz is what? Bulkier than uh, Umbreon? Mm. Which is ridiculous. Also, it hits faster. And hits harder. Uh, Moose head dependent. Um, This is only match victors. Let me go to all matchups. So, if we're looking at just the live cup data... As of five October, days. as of five days, all matchups that have been run through Sylph GG that have been reported um, are saying that Crustle has a 37% usage. Mandibuzz is slightly below that at a 28. Um, Obstagoon at a 24. Alolan Graveler at a 23. Heracross at 22. Escavalier at 13. Roserade at 13. Zwalius at 13. And we kind of drop from there. Um 
how do we want to break this down? Your core is probably looking a crustal Mandibuzz Obstagoon. Uh, Obstagoon's the dark that beats other darks. Mandibuzz is your fantastic generalist, generalist if you have it, um, as it beats generally beats bugs and grasses um, without huge problems. The and, only thing Mandibuzz is afraid of here is going to be the rocks, electric, ice, mm-hmm. and bug steals that resist if it's flying moves and even then it's still not always snarl dark pulse. yeah um and then crustal is here to help beat out beat out mandibuzz um crustal is also a fairly decent generalist yeah because you um, can spam with fury cutter as your fast move or just straight throw rocks at things with smackdown um and like uh, you mentioned, Obstagoon's your counter user that's beating the darks. Yes. But it also resists the majority of the ghosts because of its normal typing. Yep. Not to mention it has Night Slash. It also puts the pain down on the rock picks in this cup and really is only afraid of other fighter users, other either counter users or things with fighting moves such as Kanto Chu or... Uh, <laughs> it is afraid of Breloom, though. <laughs> it is afraid of Breloom? Yeah. yeah. I think that's about all Breloom gets, though. Um, it's This is... It feels like it's playing out already Um, as far as the meta. There's a lot of play as far as your overall team, Um, but it really comes down to watching out for double darks and yeah. watching out for Mandibuzz because Mandibuzz's performance is just it's not head and shoulders above the rest but it performs It's enough that if you have one you're probably good running one. I would you just run it. Um because it's a if very you don't safe have a Tropius, it's a really great flying generalist. And even if you have a Tropius, I wouldn't recommend using it. There's enough um enough bug and other mandibuzz out and about that tropius's performance is not as great not as fantastic no um bugs are definitely going to be a thing in this cup i don't know what we're motioning here it's not a goal it is not a goal um media timeout <sighs> Um, as someone that has neither a Mandibuzz and an Obstagoon, building a team within this meta is weird. It's weirdish. <laughs> um, also, no option for a Heracross. Um, yeah, building a team for this was strange. Um, as I kind of alluded to near the beginning, um, Jesse convinced me to try out Golurk um, for this meta. Um and doing an uh, participating in an unranked tournament and trying out Golurk is um is hilarious. It it worked well. Um, <laughs> he slaps. It he he does he does a, a pretty solid job. It's a bit glassy. You do have to be careful because any of the darks. I, I was running a double ghost team with uh, Golurk and Frostlass. Um, and the problem is anyone running double dark. Um, the snarls or counters, you have a problem with Golurk is not bulky enough to take a dark move. Frostlass is not bulky enough to take more than a dark move. Yeah. Um, and you only get two shields. Um, 
it's it's very dangerous and there's no real safe pick yeah, I as think far as for my experience my safest team was Obstagoon, Mandibuzz, and then Ferrothorn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, you have to play a really interesting team building sort of. Yeah, because the biggest thing here is nothing resists dark other than other dark. Mm-hmm. Especially because there's no fairy. Fairy is the only other thing that resists dark. And the bugs generally are solid against the darks like say an umbreon but with mandibuzz you're not hitting for super effective yeah and the bugs um, don't resist dark and also aren't incredibly built to endure mm-hmm. um the i think the other problem is are your dark type options are pretty limited so yeah. mandibuzz um, mandibuzz and obstagoon are the premier dark types this cup i would say they've been limited to Either eggs or... Eggs, raids, or research. Eggs, raids, or research, which means you have to look out for a traded one. Uh, the one sort of caveat to that is uh, Zwilius has been around exclusive with... Exclusive to eggs. Exclusive to eggs, except for GoFest. Go yeah. Um, but even then, you have to play it a little bit differently. You're actually more... Um, more likely to play it with the dragon type moves. So, um, you gotta watch out for the bug steals. Yes. Um, but you're primarily running at dragon breath, body slam, dragon pulse, um, to beat out basically everything else and to help out damage darks. Um, and then Umbreon, unfortunately, compared to the other dark types, just doesn't have the same attack power. I think you had one on your team, and what was the... I never never used it. Yeah. I never used it. So it as a generalist, it might fit, um, but its overall performance is kind of lackluster here. Yeah, so. you really just don't want to catch it out on other dark types. Mm-hmm. It's I'm here to beat things that aren't the dark type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Which is something everyone should have after this last community day. Yes. If you don't have, if it doesn't have last resort, I'll let you decide if you think it should have last resort. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very interesting with some of the inclusion of ghost that, like the ghosts don't really play a whole lot of relevance here besides Frostlass and that's just because Powder Snow into Avalanche is kind of ridiculous. It's also um, somewhat good pressure against Mandibuzz. Yeah, but you it's you it's yeah. shield, I mean as you've you've stated very heavily that this meta is very shield dependent. Yeah. Um and that's because of picks like Alolan Golem and Graveler. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see where our favorite Bone Slinger is and I don't see a Lolan Marowak here. Where is Lolan Marowak was banned? Yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. That would put it like very high up. That would put it a lot higher. Yeah, that would make <laughs> it relevant. Like the only ghost types that are here, Frostlass, uh Sableye, but it's also dark. Um, and it has options for moves, and then nothing. Jellison at a 2% usage. Jellison's more or less running the bubble kit mm-hmm. just to deal with 
the rocks. Yeah, rocks, maybe the steels. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not ideal. Um, This meta also has some very odd inclusions as far as XL-eligible Pokemon. Um, So Dwebble is an interesting <laughs> XL inclusion that is possible, I guess. Yeah. Um, It's Diet Crustal. Uh, if you wanted to run two Crustal, you have the availability to do so. Um, the other one was... Trash Dam. Uh, Trash Dam does, can require XLs, but that's not the one I was thinking of. Alolan Grimer. Um, <laughs> tag JMR for this one. <laughs> but a little, I think a little too spicy for this, um, but certainly something that more people have already. Yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, some people might have XL Dwemel, uh, Dwebble. But I don't think a whole lot of people do. I I could not see myself making an XL Dwebble. It seems interesting. Actually, I do have the Hundo. I'm curious. Let me look up to see what that cost is and what CP it is. Because I <sighs> I am curious. Personally, I would still probably evolve it um, and bring it up as like a raider potentially. Um, it caps out at level 50, 1384. Uh, maybe, let me see what our move set is. Cut, Smackdown, Rock Blast, Rock Tomb, X Scissor. So Smackdown, Smackdown, Rock Blast, X Scissor, I think. Yep. So yeah, it's Diet Crustal at a lower um lower cp so your stats are still not as fantastic uh yeah i mean you can give it a go not something i would generally recommend no mileage may vary and let's see what's the last one there was another really weird xl eligible that i was like okay well there's one that was ineligible and that's actually volaby because with a Hundo Vullaby, you could run basically double Mandibuzz. Um, yep. And thank God that's not happening. Yeah. Goodness gracious, I would... Um, I don't know what I would do. I don't know oh, what I would do if Dian? it was... Huh? Uh, well, L- Ladian is eligible, but it doesn't perform well. I thought um, maybe that was the other XL you were thinking of. No, I was thinking of like the base forms showing up okay um which i don't Do see one no i might be thinking of something that doesn't exist so it wouldn't surprise me okay it might have been like Drifloon or something mm. which would be <laughs> dumb oh it's golurk's base form oh, golet golet okay. does have i think Less play than Golurk, but more bulk. Um, yeah. uh, another one that's just not worth it. So, unless you're crazy and already have one, I. <laughs> but still, like I wouldn't. I think one to make an honorable mention for that we kind of introduced the show on was uh, Roserade. Oh yeah, Roserade. As I was telling Jesse earlier, um, is a staple. Roserade's a staple here. It plays the multi-role fighter. Um, it's your... Your most reliable fire type. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, 
I was going to equate it to aircraft and say it's your um, FA-18 Hornet. Um, in a multi-role fighter, it can do dogfights, it can do bombing, it can do... Um, I don't think it does stealth usually, but, you know. Sorry, I play just enough Ace Combat to be a bit of a nerd when it comes to that stuff. Um, yeah, Roserade is one of the few fire options in this cup that actually creates a good amount of pressure while also not being afraid of a lot of different things when it comes to the grass types. Most people are running at the poison jab, yes. which hits back against the other grass types. Um, Has pretty darn good energy gain. Yeah. I got to say, it gets to a weather ball, like facing up against them. It gets to a weather ball. Pretty quick. Dangerously quick. <laughs> yeah. And against those bug steals, that's what you want. Yes. I had an opponent that I was doing a practice game with didn't realize one weather ball would completely obliterate a bomb of snow or frostlass yeah it's it's a competitor against frostlass it's dangerous yeah and i think we did some of those sims too to see who would win certain matchups in the one shield scenario it's a very back and forth yeah but definitely roserade if you if you have a couple extra from community day make sure you keep one of them with bullet seed and then re-roll one of them into poison jab and i think the funny thing was is both of us had a decently low enough uh, shiny one that we both made ours. Mm -hmm. Shiny, the poison jab user. Because mm -hmm. it's the discolored uh, discolored roses in uh, purple and black roses uh, with poison jab. Ha <laughs> ha. A poison jab is a kiss from the rose. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the rest of your team building is really... I would say build around Roserade if you have the Manda Buzz. Use those two as a core. Yeah, um, it's a good, st solid core run. And then build around. Escavalier has been around a lot um, and performs rather, rather solidly yeah. um, as a more attack-focused um, The nice thing about Escav is it is the one that can put a dent against both Manda Buzz and uh, Obstagoon. Mm-hmm. Both of those are also shield-dependent matchups, though, because I think for it to get the win against Mandibuzz, it has to get Megahorn through. Mm, I don't think Megahorn does... It's neutral because the bug is good against the dark while the you flying have, resists it. Yeah, you have to get very deep into Mandibuzz's HP to right. for, for a Megahorn to actually kill. I'm um, not saying it's going to kill. I'm just saying to get that ideal win con right. against it, you have to get. You have to be very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Either a, that or run a bunch of acid sprays and just fart and get it down that way. Yeah. In a straight, uh, in a straight race, say a lead matchup, it's not favorable for a scavalier. So no. In any way, shape, or form. And then, like I think we've mentioned before, the Gravelor, Golem, Alolan variants are your go-to solid overall performance users over. Uh, things such as Mandibuzz, the mm -hmm. bugs, all the even the bug steals still take neutral to dark mm -hmm. or to sorry to rock. Um, the spiders are around in this cup. I've seen some people play testing with both Ariados and Galvantula on the same team. Double lunge team can be scary if you're not prepared for it. <laughs> it can be. Oh, you're gonna swap. I lead Galvantula. I use lunge. Then you swap out. I swap in Ariados. <laughs> well, we're going to be here for a minute. <laughs> yeah. 
In a in a double dark meta, that's not a bad option. No. Because that lunge still hurts, even if they shield. But again, with Roserade around, you do have to be considerate of that with things like Graveler. And the one thing I mentioned to Steven off air was Graveler is going to be a very shield-dependent Pokemon in this cup because running Rock Blast, Stone Edge, it's... Do they bait or do they go full ham and go for the Stone Edge? Mm -hmm. Because if you make the wrong move, that can be a game decider. Yeah. And the same thing with the pressure from uh, Roserade's Weather Balls this cup is if you don't shield, Bug Steals die in one situation. Yes. My tablet's about to run out of juice. Will this give me power? So if you would like to join our uh, ranked self-tournament, I'm looking to start it next weekend, but we might discuss the date. Uh, jump in the Discord. Discord information should be posted everywhere on our socials if you want to join in on the fun. Mm -hmm. um, this will be a tournament played over a period of, I want to say, what's what's above 48? Was it 72? Or no, 60. 60 hour windows. So two and a half to three days per round. Um, it will be a ranked cup. And if you are looking for somewhere to play, you are more than welcome to join us. Uh, final decisions. I think I'll work out the details later this week with our community to see what works best for everybody. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a tournament to play in, you can jump in this one. If you are still one of those people that isn't sure about playing competitive and just wants to try the still formats for fun, just like we did last weekend, we're going to be running four fun unranked cups every month when they introduce a new meta. So again, Jump on the Discord. We use Discord to coordinate the tournaments and to uh, make players communicate with one another. So if you want to jump in, see what it's all about, or even just like you are here now listening with us, if you want to just listen to how these cups work, you know, it's a great way to learn and understand more about what we're talking about. What was your, uh, Stephen, personally... What was your favorite mon you used for the practice cup? Uh, like, what surprised you? Let me pull up my team. Um, I liked the Roserade Golurk pair. Yeah. Um, that did add some flexibility. I think the only thing not fear is ice and uh, flying. Yes. R anyone running double dark? I question why anyone wouldn't run double dark if they had it against my team. Mm -hmm. um, I think my final pairing, I ran up against somebody with double dark, and I was like, why are you not? They ran double dark on the third match. And I'm like, why are you not running double dark the <laughs> entire Proto time? Man, wasn't it? Mm, yes. Or no, it wasn't up against Proto Man that they were running double dark. Um, let me go back over to the... Be Battle Lab. Pin comments. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Clean. <laughs> Mr. K Clean can get it, though. <laughs> uh, Let's see. That's round two. Um, I think it was round... Yeah, Um, it was... 
Rubik's Master. Okay. Ran Double Dark, and I was like, why are you not running Double Dark? Eh, my tablet's going to restart every time because it's not getting enough juice. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, why are you not running Double Dark when I'm running Double Ghost? Like, I'm screwed. Just run, uh, I think it was Obstagoon and Mandibuzz. Yep. Just run it, run it all three matches. Um, watch me lose. So, um, I mean, if it wasn't unranked, they might have. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think, yeah, the core between Roserade and Golurk is solid. Being able to swap in Frostlass, Escavalier, and Graveler, depending on the situation, mm-hmm. um, was a solid play. Um, I didn't use Umbreon once. I just didn't. No. So swapping that out for Zwilius might feel better as far as a better a better dark type, but um, overall performance, I don't know. I liked running Golurk. I don't think I'm comfortable with that amount of shield dependence on each of those Pokemon yeah. um, to run it for a full-length tournament. Yeah. So that was basically my core takeaway. Right. Um my best performance last season was on a team full of bulk where I didn't have to worry too much about shields. Um, and unfortunately, every meta since, I don't get that affordability. Right. Um, I could use Lantern here, which I'm actually looking at what I have sort of in progress. Um, I might find a way to run Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know overall if it makes sense. So Yeah, because Lantern's not going to like things like Golurk. It's not going to like the rocks. It's not going to like uh, grass types. It's really only there to kind of punish some of the darks. I'm thinking, and tell me if I'm crazy. You're crazy. Triple bug. I mean... There's not enough flying and fire for them to carry. You just got to watch out for the rocks. Because mm-hmm. you said double spider. Yeah. And I'm looking at my team and I'm like, I wonder if double spider would fill out my current four. Maybe. So I'll send it to you. And we'll... I mean, double fire and then run something like Roserade as a support. Because then your only weakness is going to be rock. Double fire or double bug? Or double bug. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're good. Well, double bug, weak to rock, flying, and fire, mm-hmm. which in this cup, flying, fire doesn't really exist outside of someone that wants to go cheese and run Houndoom, and then Rosa Raid and Skunk Tank. Um, Skunk Tank's usage is actually lower than Houndoom. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because Skunk Tank has to get to two flamethrowers. Whereas Houndoom can just be using... Fire Fang. Fire Fang, yeah. Yep. Um, flying is only limited to Jump Luff, uh, Mandibuzz, Spicy Honchcrow users. <laughs> so another rock, maybe? Cru- triple Bug, Crustle, Double Spooter. Oh, I need a... So he- here's what I have. And, you know, uh, I'm basically putting it all on the... Um, putting it all on the table for my opponents in our battle science um, tournament later. Subject to change. Roserade, Alolan Graveler, Zwilius, Escavalier, and then Double Spooter. 
in Ariados. Fire weakness. Yeah, Ariados and um. Because even if you run Lantern on that, mm -hmm. and they have a Roserade, Lantern gets walled by Roserade. Yeah. Yeah, I but I think the bug in area bug or poison in Ariados and. Zwilius, Zwilius's Dragon Breath, Dragon uh, Dragon Pulse can help dissuade Roserade. Oh yeah, but um, because it's uh, anti elements. Um, but I feel like I need I need the counter user in a Scavalier, and the double bug helps dissuade Roserade and. Um, can help beat out. I mean, I don't think the double bug dissuades Roserade. Roserade will still blast those bugs with mm. fireball, weather ball. Mm -hmm. Um, but um, Galvantula will help with Mandibuzz for sure. Play so, but you again, you got to watch out for the rocks because Galvantula can't do anything against the Golem or Graveler. Mm. Especially since electric resists electric. Mm. Just play around. Just yeah. gotta play around. Got a couple more days, so. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I do have PV poke, but I don't know what's here to really show us anything different. Yeah, and then these again are all in the one shield scenario. Yeah, Magnezone's ranked number four, but I don't think it really performs. Last week it was well two. Yeah, I don't think it performs well enough to be this high of rank. No. Um, it's just its unique coverage, and it's a spam coverage. Yeah. Because it's, it's getting the mirror shot, bait off, and then while charging whatever it needs to. Mm -hmm. Magnet, Magnezone is squish. Magneton is even squishier. If you have to, there are decent alternatives to not having a bug steal. Mm. But they really, really don't like Obstagoon or Heracross or... Uh, What's the other one? Uh, S cap. Mm -hmm. If it sees a counter user, it faints. <laughs> yeah. Magnazone. I think Ferrothorn plays a better. Sorry, not Ferrothorn. Fortress mm -hmm. plays a better role of what Magnazone is needed for than Magnazone does. If you can use a Ferrothorn, I mean Fortress. Oh, I'm gonna keep messing it up. <laughs> Fortress was one of my MPVPs. Mm. I really liked it. Um, a lot of times I found Fortress getting caught on an A Graveler. Mm -hmm. And even in that matchup, it can survive. Uh, I think it was one Rock Blast. But you can bait to an Earthquake by building up to it. And by the time you've built up to an Earthquake, you can use two Mirror Shot spams. Mm-hmm. I never, out of the 20 times I fired it, I never got the debuff from Mirror Shot. Hmm. I was kind of salty about that. It's like, come on, give it to me once. Yeah, and it's too bad I don't have access to one. Yeah. Uh, that's at all reasonable rank. They're all 1,500 plus. Yeah. Rank. I that's don't just one of those evolve. ones that you don't see a lot of. Yeah. Um, Pineco doesn't, like, for whatever reason, like, we're in... We're in the perfect biome. We're in the perfect biome for it. <laughs> it's a pine cone, for Christ's sakes. There's pine trees all over the place. You've got two in your front yard. I've got, yeah, like, and they don't spawn, so... <laughs> 
the pinecone grenade Pokemon. Why, Niantic? Why? I, I am confused. I am so confused and frustrated. And it's and... fall. We should be getting buttloads of them. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, I just have to wait for them to come in an event. <laughs> Watch them basically. come in the middle of winter. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll I'll take it. I think that about wraps it up for the meta analysis. Um, there is a lot of flex in your overall picks. It's just you have to be careful of Mandibuzz. Crustle is the solid performer. Alolan Graveler is a solid performer. Roserade is a solid performer. Um, there are some things you can try that are considered super spicy mm-hmm. that we haven't mentioned tonight, like Houndoom we didn't really talk much on. It is really good for what it does, mm-hmm. but a lot like uh, what was the other one I was mentioning earlier, where it's was it, it was yeah Umbreon, it's it needs to be in that ideal matchup for it to perform, mm-hmm. and in these kind of metas where everybody's running kind of the same multi-purpose tool teams, you can't really have an answer for everything, mm-hmm. because if you lead some if let's say Steven leads a Graveler and I lead Obstagoon, there's no reason to keep it in there. But as soon as you switch, there's a good chance I'll have the answer to whatever you switch into. Mm-hmm. So it, there is a bit of an RPS meta to this, but that's why things like Mandibuzz make great leads because it's such a generalist. It doesn't really matter. Even if it comes up against a Graveler lead, it's not going to run away immediately. It's going to try and get a Dark Pulse or two off. Mm-hmm. And even then when you swap, you have to assume that you have an answer for whatever they swap to if they are running a really general team like that. So if you do want to go spicy, I don't disagree with it, but just be prepared for the ramifications of potentially locking yourself into bad matchups. Because this cup is full of them. All right. We're going to bring over into the community question. The previous episode's community question was... Do you like jazz? (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite piece of music from the Pokemon franchise? We had a couple of responses uh, over on Twitter. I am going to butcher this. Uh, Elijah Modica, uh, at Elijah Modica. Um, the Pokemon Johto theme song followed closely by the Pokey Rap, but not too closely. Uh, Pokemon Johto is a banger. Um, and then you showed them the Nate Wants to Battle uh, featuring, Solid is that remix. actually Pat? Yeah. Of Game Theory? Yes. Oh. I am <laughs> not now a bad dis- singing voice. Not, I am dissuaded from listening to that. Oh. Um, you showcased that one. Uh, and then over in the Discord, we had Winston the Champ. Uh, tough one to answer. Honestly, I don't usually play with the volume on, but for me, it's the ones I will listen to to see the Lavender Town music and any of the Team Skull or Guzma music. The Wild Battle track from Gen 1 will hit me right in the nostalgia. Um, Rubik's Master responds with There's Too Many. One of my favorites is Route 10 from Black and White. Um, and then Winston the Champ uh, also responds with the theme when you battle Wally and Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire remake, um, which uh, I kicked on before the podcast, and it is a certified banger, um, I will say. So, 
Uh, for this, let me actually double check the calendar. Where are we when it comes to the next podcast will actually be the 19th. Do we want to do back to back Halloween themed community questions? Yes. Okay. Do we want to do candy or do we want to do costumes first? Let's do costumes because candies you don't have to really worry about. Okay. Uh, then how are you? How are you wanting to phrase this community question? Because you you approached me with this one. In your life, either one that you have had, or one that you have seen, what has been your favorite Halloween costume? So your favorite Halloween costume. Whether encountered or personally acquired, I think one of mine mm-hmm. was my Womp costume that I made for Pax. I was gonna say, <laughs> um, used. <laughs> so the funny story that goes with that mm-hmm. was, I originally wanted to make the costume for Pax, and I wanted to make a budget cosplay. Mm-hmm. And I was with my friends, and I think Proto Man was there. I was like. What is the most ghetto budget costume that you can think of? And one of my female coworkers, she's like, what about that, you know, that guy in Mario? And I was like, what? She's like, all you need to do is go get a refrigerator box and put yourself in it or like a widescreen TV box. And that's what we did. We went to Lowe's and I went up to the other people. I I specifically looked for a younger employee because Mm -hmm. I felt like they would get the connection. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, I want to be Womp for Pax. Or Thwomp, sorry. Mm -hmm. The big one from Mario 64 on top of the castle. The brick and mortar one. And he's like, dude, that's insane. I'll have to post up pictures on the Discord for context of this, but... It turned out a lot better than I thought, but that's also because my friend is a crazy good artist. Mm-hmm. We found a box, cut holes for my arms. I had a gray sweater that I wore. I used sock and boppers for his round hands, and I spray painted them to match the rest of the box. Uh-huh. Uh, we cut a cardboard cutout of the Band-Aid and drew graphic detail of the crack on his back, put the Band-Aid on the back. The eyes were made from speaker mesh. So I could mm. still breathe and see through them. Uh-huh. And we actually have the face of it cut out and it's sitting in our house window. <laughs> like as you go to enter our store, our doorway. Uh-huh. It was just one of those things that I had at that Europax and I was like, I don't need to make another costume. I have one. Mm-hmm. And so I think we, this was back when my friend still had his kid. Mm-hmm. I walked with the kid and she was Princess Daisy. Oh, perfect. Yeah. We uh we walked around the outlet mall here in town where they do the Halloween event, mm-hmm. and I had so many people coming up and complimenting me, and it was, it was crazy. And the the little girl, she was like, the joke was I'd chase after her and she'd run away. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I think I'm trying to remember of how old I was. I was probably around eight or nine. Um, growing up, I was a big fan of NASCAR and I've always been a fan of, uh, car auto racing. So my family would go to not every weekend, but would go to, um, one of the local dirt tracks because we had family friends that would help out with, um, 
the class of vehicles are called sprint cars. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have seen them. They have giant wings on them. Um, not yeah. your standard like um, spoiler wings, but basically they're um, metal panels so that um, as they're drifting around on the dirt, they don't flip over. Okay. Um, it's actually to help keep them upright rather than um, to uh, allow for more downforce on the car. Um, they're basically like if go-karts were in a ground environment and had to evolve, um, it had a, a second evolution. Um, and then like F1 and IndyCar is like if go-karts evolved on asphalt. Okay. Um, and so um, I wanted to be a race car driver for Halloween. So imagine me being around eight, um, not hitting puberty and having a very like a smaller frame with a 15 plus pound like um, racetrack approved uh, adult size racing helmet on. Um, you were top heavy. I was top heavy walking around getting <laughs> Halloween candy. Um, that is probably one of my favorite uh costumes that i can remember in fact probably one of the only ones i remember doing like the power ranger with the like half mask thing um the face mask yeah the like plastic yeah um uh what do they call it it's um molded um plastic mold wrap um um but none of those were like you know ever really cool so yeah um and then i don't remember what exactly i think one of my last halloweens i have like an orange or a blue morph suit that i was just in um which kind of sucks because i wear glasses so i had to wear the glasses over the morph suit so it was just weird um but not at all impressive so yeah i think that's probably it um so via either the Discord or via the tweet that will go up somewhere around the time of this podcast going live, um, go ahead and let us know your favorite costume that you have either seen or worn yourself. Um, and we will talk about those costumes in the next episode of the Battle Science Podcast. But I think that about wraps it up, unless there's any other crazy taxi. Sorry, I started and I had to end. Hey, with hey, crazy. let's all play some of that crazy taxi. I ended with crazy taxi. Uh, crazy news uh, up and coming. Um, anything on Twitter that is freaking out? Nope. This is all stuff from before the podcast started. Um, so I think that will do it for this episode of the Battle Science Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us um, here on twitch.tv slash battle science. Um, anyone that will be listening over on patreon.com slash battle science, whether you are a Patreon backer or using Patreon as your podcast feed um join us over in the discord to answer that community question or hang out with us or and or um because none of this is exclusive um you can do one or all of these things um or come do some self arena battles or if you want to do some testing um do some test battles we have a channel for that um, or if you want to uh, meme it up in our off-topic channel, that is also available. Uh, <coughs> I apologize for the phlegm. 
Yep, hop on over into our Discord. You can slide into our DMs over at Twitter at Battle underscore Science. Uh, you can email us at battlescience.podcast at gmail.com. E- believe that's it. Am I missing anything else? Subscribe to our YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube. We are at 55 subscribers. We need 100 to hit the youtube.com slash battle science um, option availability thing. So please go do that. Um, go hang out. Uh, we've got other things down coming down the pipeline. We are working on in our spare time. We are hitting near to the holiday season. So things are probably going to get a little rough as far as scheduling and events and all of that. So we will see what happens. Um, I'm reading a headline on Twitter that I am greatly confused with. Um, You're shaking your head. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Battle Science Podcast. We will catch you all in two weeks. In the meantime, we will see you out there on the battlefield. Good night.